Valentino. Hi, I'm Danielle. And this is What the Heck Did Danielle Just Watch? So uh, I just played that song because tonight we watched the film adaptation of Stephen King's novel Pet Cemetery. Um, I want to preface this with Danielle hates horror movies. Like, really, really hates them. And it took a lot of convincing for her to, <laughs> to watch this movie. And uh, I don't feel like she had a good time watching it. No, I did not. <laughs> Danielle, first impressions. Did you like this movie? No. <laughs> Why not? Maybe man. Danielle was constantly yelling at the screen the entire time. Um, <laughs> I get really into movies. Let's let's just get into it. What's like one thing that really made you mad in this movie? That the dad mm-hmm. um, reburied his son. Yeah. That made me really mad. That made you mad? Yeah, that mimic cemetery. Yeah. Micmac. Micmac Cemetery. Oh, is it Micmac? I thought you said Mimic. No, it's Micmac. It's like the Native American tribe, Micmac. Um. I'm assuming, I don't really know the uh, area very well, but I'm assuming they were indigenous to Maine, that area, because everything, it's Stephen King, so everything takes place, most things take place in Maine, because that's where he's from. They never say it in the movie, but it's supposed to be in Ludlow, Maine, which is an actual place. Um, so, <laughs> so this movie is about, uh, just to give you a little preface, it's about a, uh, a family who moves to Maine and, um, they move in front of a pet cemetery. What do you think of the pet cemetery, Daniel? It looked really creepy. Yeah. Like, I, I guess I just never seen a pet cemetery before. Yeah. Just to be honest. They exist. I don't know, this pet cemetery just, like, just didn't feel right, didn't look right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's supposed to. I think it's supposed to look creepy and weird. Oh, you know, yeah, but that's my opinion. Did you, did you notice anything about the graves? Um, they had, like, their, like, like a dog's uh, collar, mm-hmm. um, things hanging on the... The crosses. Yeah. Um, there was uh, letter. There's um, words mm-hmm. that were written on them. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was gonna say, did you notice the graves are in a spiral? Yes, I did. I did put that down. That it looked. <laughs> it was like circles. Mm-hmm. And that I was wondering. And about. then later on, when you go to the uh, the place beyond the cemetery, beyond the cemetery, it the it's in a spiral as well. Yeah, it looked... It, like, mimics like, the Micmac burial ground. Yeah. Um, did you recognize anybody in this movie? Um... No, I don't think I... Well, the father looked familiar. I don't know where he's from, but... Uh, the guy who plays Judd, do you know where he's from? Very famous I, TV show from the 60s. I can't recall. I'm a little upset you don't know this, Danielle, because I love this TV show and you know this about me. 
It's Fred Gwynn from the... Uh, he's Herman Munster. Oh, he is? Yeah, that's Herman Munster. <laughs> the guy who plays Judd. He's Herman Munster. And he did a great... Um, so... I recently read the book Pet Cemetery, and I just want to say he did a great job as Judd um, after having read the book and, like, how his speech patterns are. That's, that's very well described. I just want to say across the board, though, because I'd never read the book before until recently, this is actually a pretty good adaptation of the novel. It's not like everything isn't perfect in it, but, I mean, it's a pretty good adaptation of it, which, I mean, you know, pretty good. <laughs> I keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you like Missy? Missy seemed really odd. <laughs> like there was something like really wrong about her. Mm-hmm. That I think because she was complaining about stomach pains. Yeah. I think just what she's seen. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I. I'm just like guessing like how long she's been there. Yeah. And what she's seen. Right. Kind of, it made her go, made her sick. Well, when, since we're jumping around, we're just talking about whatever. Uh, Missy uh, kills herself in one um, scene in the movie. Did, did could you read her handwriting? No. In her handwriting, it said that she had cancer and she couldn't, didn't want to do anything. That's why she kept getting stomach aches. Okay. Yeah, that's so. So I was. You, uh, you're wrong in your assumption, but I guess, like, I mean, you could be right, though. She was just weird. She acted super skittish. Um, she seemed scared. It seemed like she was scared. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to try to, like, not keep making comparisons to the book, but that the way she dies doesn't happen in the book at all. She doesn't die in what? the book. No. I, I think she is, like, a stand-in for uh, Judd's wife. Judd has, uh, his wife is alive in the book. And she passes away. And they need a funeral to go to to kind of have Rachel have her uh, moment later on. Because as you could tell, could you tell from the beginning when they're in the um, pet cemetery how Rachel could feel? She felt um, really nervous. Yeah. And then later on in the movie you find out that she's kind of scared of death. Like, and just like kind of has a, a phobia I don't there's an actual phobia. yeah there's an actual word for it and I can't think of what it is but it's like the actual like phobia of death and like being around it like she does not like that um it's pretty obvious in that scene though I feel like she did a really good job I feel like everybody in this movie was actually a pretty good actor even the kids which is like yeah I, I agree yeah even the the um oldest child mm-hmm. was really good yeah I was um I wrote this down too because because I've seen this movie before a couple times. Um, I don't know where I wrote it down, but, but I, I wrote that uh, it's more emotional than I remember. I don't remember it being this emotional. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really good acting in it. And did you recognize um, where Rachel is from? She was on a TV show. Oh, she's in, oh she does look familiar, but I can't recall You can't the, think of the TV show? No. Uh, it, do you want me to just tell you? Yeah. She played Tasha Yar on a, um, sci-fi television show, Danielle. Star Trek? Yeah, she's in Star Trek Next Generation. She was really only in the first season, um, and they oh. killed her off. But then she came back as a Romulan. It's weird. It's, oh. This, but this isn't a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> 
get off topic. Let's not get off topic. Because I could. I could get on. Yes, you could. I could talk about Star Trek all day. Um, 24-7. Did you like <laughs> Judd's explanation of what a cemetery is? Um, I wouldn't say I liked it. I don't know. It was creepy how he said, like, the stones speak to you. He said, not literally, though. It's like a place of resting and they're, like, speaking to you. Like, that, I agree. Like, the place of resting. But the, I guess I was just, didn't understand what he meant. Mm -hmm. But this, literally, by the, well, not literally, but the stone speaking to you. Um, yeah. Hold on a second. Sorry, this is going to be. Try to move our microphones closer to us so that way we make sure that they're picking it up. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I like this explanation. That's just me, though. Uh, did you like what you said about <laughs> church is nuts? Church is nuts? Yeah, remember? He had to get fixed. Oh. <laughs> I, I guess it made sense. He's going to get so his nuts cut. there won't be any bringing, there won't be any, you know, roadkill. Well, right, but she said that because uh, she... like the the trucks mm-hmm. near the houses like drive mm-hmm. by super fast, right? And I thought he meant that like you know you don't want any like pets to die or. Well, they the reason he fixed them because he thought it was like less inclined to wander if they were gonna fix them, um, and to keep him like more from going in the road. But the way the little girl said it, though, she said, church is going to get his nuts cut off. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah. But then, I don't know. I felt like <laughs> when he said, I promise nothing will happen to church, I wrote, womp, womp, right next to that. You should never promise. No. You should never make a promise if you, if you really don't mean it. No. And then, um, I don't... Did they make enough emphasis that it was going to be his first day at the college, as a college doctor? Um, I guess I, I misunderstood that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was his first day. Okay, yeah, I I don't know if they, the movie did a, the greatest job explaining that, but yeah, it was his first day as, um... He didn't really, I don't know. As, like, an on-staff doctor at the college. Yeah, and it didn't really, he didn't, didn't seem like he really was, like, preparing for the first day. Yeah. Like, I just, I couldn't tell. Yeah, so it was Lewis's first day. Well, they because they just moved there. So Lewis starts his job at the um, college as an on-staff doctor, and he thinks it's going to be chill. Or they don't really explain that, I guess, in the movie. They, really, I don't think they did either. Um, but there was a bad accident, and um, the victim is dead. But then he w- wakes up and speaks to him, and says that like I'll be seeing you. What does he say exactly? I already forgot. Oh, this, uh, this, he says the thing about the, um, that the soil of a man's heart is stonier. Yeah. I'm like, what the And I'll be seeing you and all that. And so then later on that night, he sees, uh, Victor, which is, by the way, (laughs) they made Victor look really gross, but. Yeah, it was really gross. Try not to make a bunch of book references, but in the book, it's described as pretty gross. And I was like, that's actually a pretty good visual of what they described in the book. It's it's gross. Ooh. It creeped me out. 
Um, you know what uh, I noticed about this too? Before he wakes up, um, and Victor's like kind of like trying to get him to uh, follow him to the pet cemetery, the crickets were super loud. Did you notice that? Oh, they um, I didn't realize those were crickets. <laughs> <laughs> I, they, kept I, hearing, mean, I kept hearing like the paying attention to the sound of like the ooh, like. I'm yeah. horrible at... No, I'm talking about, like, he's, like, sleeping in the bed, and then there's, like, crickets, like, outside, because, like, they're in the country, so it's supposed to be crickets. Oh, oh yeah. And I'm, like... Mm, they are really loud in the country. That would... That would annoy me. God, I'm so glad I live in the city, but, uh... <laughs> yes, I, I do agree. They... When you live out in the country, it's really loud. The it's super loud. It's really loud. It's crazy and the bullfrogs, loud. bullfrogs, you hear bullfrogs. Like, yeah. So, Victor's there. He warns him about not going uh, beyond the barrier... In the pet cemetery because it's not meant to be crossed, uh, and the ground up there is sour. And then Lewis thinks he's dreaming, which is the doctor. We're not doing very good with names today. <laughs> I'm personally I'm not good at remembering names. Uh, Lewis is the doctor, and he uh, thinks he's dreaming, and he like wants to wake up, and he's like apologizing to Victor for not being able to help him. And then he wakes up, appears as if he's been dreaming, um, and then he. Hops out of bed and his feet are dirty as if he were walking outside barefoot, which he was doing in his uh, quote unquote dream. Uh, also, one thing I noticed about this: Did you notice he was sleeping in his scrubs? Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that makes sense because in case if he is on call, he can just get up. That that was a really good explanation. I was just pointing out that he was sleeping in his scrubs. <laughs> I never, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Do you know this because your sister's a nurse? Is that why? No. Oh, okay. I just could can sense it. All right. <laughs> um, if you, you know. Yeah. You thought it was weird that he was staying behind for Thanksgiving because this is this movie moves pretty quickly. Uh, so after that, yeah. he uh, it's Thanksgiving. Lewis stays behind. I don't think that was right. You don't think it was right for him to stay behind? No. Even um, if, like, his father didn't... If his, that his um, father-in-law didn't like him. Right. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, and that's what she was trying to explain to him, too, that she wanted him to come back to Chicago with him. Um, but you're right. Like, he didn't want to go because of the whole family dynamics. Um, so, Lewis is at home by himself. It's the day after Thanksgiving, he gets a call from uh, Judd, who is Ed Gwynn. I think it's Ed Gwynn. Or is it Gwynn? I think it's Gwynn. I want to go with Gwynn. <clears throat> that he might have a little bit of trouble because there is a dead cat on his lawn. Um, did that gross you out? Yeah. That was gross. Yeah. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? <laughs> it's going to get creepier. Yeah. Because, like, because it... You know, he already, or Judd already had shown him, right, before that happened, shown him the, all the way past, like, the pet cemetery to that other graveyard. No, he hadn't shown him that yet. He hasn't shown him that yet? No. Well, he showed him the pet cemetery, but didn't show him beyond the, uh, beyond the barrier. Right. I'm sorry. I'm jumping. Yeah. No. I'm so, sorry. So now this, <laughs> so now this is where, um... They go beyond the barrier. So Judd tells him he knows what to do. 
Um, he knows where to bury the cat. So he takes the cat to the pet cemetery. And Lewis thinks that he's going to like bury the cat in the pet cemetery. And Judd says, no, we're going further than that. So they walk and walk and walk until they're like they're in this weird mountainous area, which seems to have no place in Maine. And uh, it is a Micmac burial ground. And Judd just says, I'm going to over here and have a smoke and you can bury your dead cat. not creepy at all i know right how the whole how all the stones are laid Mm -hmm. it just seems like i wrote down like it just looks satanic to me Mm -hmm. like it just okay it seems like it's like a bad spirit i don't feel like satanic would be the right word i just looked i mean it looked creepy but just that it looked like there were symbols made there were definitely symbols but i think i mean a lot of burial grounds have symbols in them um, they get back after burying the cat and, um, Judd lets him know that what they did tonight was secret and to not tell anybody what they did. Um, and then he says what Pascal said to him when he was dying, which is the soil of a man's heart is stonier. Um, I don't feel like he says the full quote there. I don't, I don't remember if he did or did no, because he didn't. he didn't say the full quote. He said the stone, but the full quote was a stone of a man's heart is stonier. He grows what he can and tends to it. Is what he's saying. Um, but he's trying to tell him that you know that he shouldn't tell Ellie. <laughs> you can't see you nodding, Daniel. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yes. No, you're just nodding at me, and I just <laughs> left. <left-handed>. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, that's the thing that happened. And I'm like, yes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what did you think when the cat came back, Danielle? That creeped me out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is not good. No. This is not going to be good. <laughs> like, his eyes just, mm-hmm. like, was glowing. That creeps me out. That I, I don't know. That always creeps me out when, like, the light, when it's dark and the light hits, like, their eyes... Mm-hmm. And it glows it just looks creepy sometimes our dog or black lab mm-hmm. like when the light hits his eyes and he's just staring at you it just i don't know just creepy the way they like reflect yeah yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like, <clears throat> that's that's what the cat looked like but it was glowing there was like no reflection mm-hmm. so then he uh <laughs> the cat's back they he notices the cat stinks terribly, obviously, because it was dead. And then he goes to Judd's house, and he's trying to rationalize, you know, saying, like, you know, it probably wasn't dead. It was alive when I buried it. And um, Judd's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, it was dead. That thing was dead. Um, but then Judd tells him a story about his dog. What do you think about Judd's story? Um, it was sad. Yeah. And just, like... You know, it being, like, him saying it's a, it was a really good dog, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden came, all of a sudden came back. Yeah. Like, it creeped me out. Yeah. All that blood on him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, and then Lewis asks him after uh, he tells the story. He said he had to put his dog back down that same night. Um, John, Lewis asks him if 
anybody has ever buried a person up there. And Judd says, no, freaks out, spills all the beers. Because <laughs> he's, did you think Judd was lying? Yeah. Yeah. He immediately thought he was lying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just like, she keeps nodding at me and it just makes me laugh because I just like, like, they can't hear you nodding. I know. Um, <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Did you think it was gross when that cat threw a rat in Lewis's bath? That, I jumped. I'm like, what the heck? How, like, where in the world did that come from? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no hole in the ceiling. No, but it was the cat who threw, like, a... But the cat came... Oh, my gosh. He kept coming back in the house. Did they mention that the cat kept coming back in the house? Like, he, like, put it out and it would keep coming back in? Oh, the rat? No, the cat. No, I don't remember. I feel like they mentioned it, that they put him outside, and he was, like, inside all of a sudden. I don't remember. Oh, funny story about that. (laughs) so my grandma um can be kind of a dramatic person anyway but she was home by herself and she just watched pet cemetery and it creeped her out so (laughs) this was a long time ago it was in the 90s creeped her out and she had a cat who looked like the cat in pet cemetery it was blue so (laughs) i'm not joking so so she put the cat outside because she was like creeped out at the time at the time and she goes, she said, a few minutes later, she put the she put the cat outside. She said, a few minutes later, um, the cat was all of a sudden back in the house, like in the movie. <laughs> she had no idea what happened. So she put it back out again. She knew she put it outside. Same thing. Cat comes back in the house. Like, it's freaked her out. So I, I could be telling this story wrong, I don't remember, but I think she called my dad and he went over there. <laughs> Well, what what happened was is that eventually they found out that there was a broken window in the basement, and that's how the cat. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that's how the cat come kept coming back in, but she was freaking out because the cat kept oh. coming back inside. <laughs> and I would be that person to think, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Just watching after watching this movie, so think that it's like real life. So that's what happened. Oh my uh, gosh! <laughs> um. Wait. Hey, this is something weird that I thought when I like. <laughs> It's not about my grandma anymore. Uh, when they arrived back from Chicago, were you wondering why they had a private plane? Yeah, I was like, that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> I was like, why are they on the tarmac? Getting off on the tarmac like that. Like, what is it? Um, now that I think about it, though, if they were at a small airport, maybe that's why. If it was like a tiny plane. I, yeah, just, I just I just solved that myself. That's what it was. Because we, we have one near us. Yeah. They're like, we have a tiny airport like that near us. So I don't, maybe you would get off on the tarmac at a tiny airport. I never had to get off on the tarmac like that. Me neither. Is that what it's actually called? Tarmac? I think. I could be saying it wrong. I think that's what the... <laughs> anyway, they're back. Whatever. Platter plane. <laughs> uh, Missy dies. They go to her funeral. Um, we already talked about Missy. Oh yeah, the little girl's having dreams about the cat dying. That was something. Uh, the little girl has like dreams all throughout this about like what's happening. Um, did you notice who the priest was? No. You didn't recognize the priest? No, I, no. Did he look familiar to you at all? No. 
I don't know if you would know. Uh, that was Stephen King. Oh, really? Yeah, that was Stephen King as the priest uh, at Miss Lee's funeral. Oh, wow. Um, so then they talked to... Uh, I'm kind of speeding along because we're just spending a lot of time on this. <laughs> I wrote so many notes. Uh, I wrote little notes. Like, I didn't write that much. Danielle was too busy yelling at the TV yes, to I write was. notes. She was just so angry at every single person in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, after Missy dies, Rachel finally tells Lewis about why she was so... Um, has, like, a phobia of death. Um, what did you think of Rachel's story? Um... First, I was, like, really creeped out, but it's, like, that's how she truly felt. Mm-hmm. And I can be, you know, I'm just going to be really sympathetic with her because it's, like, mm-hmm. that's traumatic. Mm-hmm. You know, for, the, like, to see her sister just, like... Yeah. Like, almost, like, to the point where she's going to die. Right. Her sister had spinal meningitis, which is... Uh... I mean, I'm not going to go I'm into I'm not the, familiar with it. It's, it obviously, like, attacks the spine. I've seen, like, um, medical photos of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, people kind of, like, it, like, twists up your body. It's, 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 it's a rough thing to look at. Um, so it kind of, like, in the movie. Kind of, like, in the movie, kind of displayed really it pretty well. Yeah, and how wow. she was kind of afraid of that. It was, she looks scary. And, and uh... Her sister died while she was at home, and she was the only one at home when she was eight years old. Um, although, if she was the only one at home, what were those random kids doing in were the there, living room? Was that her other sister? I don't think so. I thought they were her <laughs> she other She said she siblings. was home by herself. And then there's just these random kids. I don't know. I think that was an accident. Um, oh. But Lewis is right. He's But Lewis, like, who already hated his father-in-law, was like, why would they leave an eight-year-old at home by themselves? <laughs> Lewis said what we were all thinking. Why would they leave an eight-year-old in charge of a uh, somebody who was dying? Um, yeah, that's awful. So then next uh, we see uh, everybody's having a picnic. Everybody's having a good time. There's a kite. They're flying a kite. So you know something bad's about to happen because everybody's happy and it's a horror movie. Did you uh, like that there was uh, Ramones music in this movie? Because that yeah. was the first Ramon song in the movie. Yeah. She knows a punk rocker, the, the truck but driver. I was really mad at the truck driver because he kept, he accelerated. Yeah, he kept speeding through the, the road. Anyway, uh, the smallest child, Gage, is flying a kite and he lets it go and he chases after it and he unfortunately is um, killed by a truck. Uh, okay, that, okay, it made me mad when mm-hmm. the father had his back towards Away from him. Right. Away from Cage. Gage. Gage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, didn't you learn your lesson in the beginning? Mm-hmm. You know, when they arrived at their home mm-hmm. and they had their back away from the child and he almost got run over. Yeah. Like in the very first scene, he almost gets run over. He's like, did, did you learn? And, uh, guess not. Judd saves him. Yeah. He also didn't learn from when the cat got killed. Right. So, yeah, Danielle was screaming at them, like, why aren't you watching your child? <laughs> um, it's like, you know your child is going to run fast. You yeah. already see he can run fast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when, when Gage dies, though, did you think that picture sequence was weird? 
Like, the, of the shoe falling off? No, the shoe falls off, and then there's, like, pictures. It shows, like, pictures. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Did you think like, that was a... It was flashbacks. I guess, but they were actually, like, they looked like Polaroids. Yeah, they did. <laughs> That's 80s. Yeah. 80s movie mm-hmm. No, but it was, like, like, yeah, it was, like, you know, him having flashbacks, mm-hmm. memories of his child. Mm-hmm. You know what? I do like that there was so much Ramones music in this movie because, like I said before, I keep making references back to the book, but I didn't realize this. There are a lot of Ramones references in the book. Uh, apparently, Stephen King loves the Ramones. That's like one of his favorite bands. Sweet. So that's, that's really sweet. Yeah, and so that's why. That uh, helped me to get that. It gave me a balance through this movie. <laughs> Because I really like the Ramones. Yeah, we love love the Ramones in this house. Um, We drove to Queens one time just to take a picture in front of Forest Hills High School in Ramones t-shirts where all four original Ramones went to high school at. Uh, (laughs) Just a little random story about us. Um, (laughs) It's Tower Drive. 11, actually. Uh, Anyway. So, that happens. Um, Lewis was numb after that. Very. He was super numb. Very, um, very like, you know, traumatized. Right. I can imagine, you know, just. Yeah. And he was like too numb to go take care of his daughter because uh, Judd was trying to tell him he needed to like look after his daughter. Yeah. Um, by the way, I wrote in here, <laughs> Ed Gwynn was a terrific actor. He was really good in that scene. I think he did really good at like uh displaying kind of like the emotional dress everybody was under but like very muted yeah. um what did you think of that fist fight at the funeral that was that was sad mm-hmm. it's like you know people can do really crazy things in a funeral mm-hmm. when a funeral happens and you and it, that's so ironic you know and yeah people are going through different emotions and you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Who were you angry at, though, in that scene? I was uh, the father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Like, why why mention that? And, like, you're in in the church. Mm-hmm. In the, you know, where, you know, the, the, the ceremony. Mm-hmm. But you yelled at somebody else. Who did you yell at? Oh, um, I don't know who that guy was. He's... That, that was, like, yeah. he was calming down Edwin, right? Is that his name? Lewis. Or Lu- I mean, the name's <laughs> mixed up, too. Um, he was calming down Lewis, but he was saying, what the heck are you doing? Like, this is a funeral. I'm like, why are you, like, directing stuff. it to him? Why not to the father-in-law? I didn't get that. <laughs> Daniel is so mad at that. Um, that <laughs> character, I can't remember his name right now. Um, he's a character in the book. He is a, also a doctor at the college. Um, I'm wondering if they cut more. I'm wondering if they had more scenes of him, because specifically he was an Indian doctor, and they actually got shouts out to uh, Marion Lambert, the director. She actually got a Indian actor to play him, and um, that didn't really happen a lot in the '80s. So it's good for her. Um, also, shout out women directors. Yes. There probably weren't. There weren't a lot of women directors at the time either. Uh, mm-hmm. And she directed this movie. Um, that's that. Uh, the whole funeral thing and the the, the grieving process. That was when I wrote this is more emotional than I remember because <laughs> I feel like everybody did a really good job of displaying um, grief 
when somebody close to you uh, passes away. Yeah. Um, so at that, that night, uh, Judd was checking up on him, on Lewis, because he knew that Lewis was thinking thoughts that shouldn't be thought of. What do you think of Judd's... Uh, and then Judd tells him another story. What do you think of Judd's uh, story, part two? That why in the world did he take him to that gravesite? <laughs> that I, I point that it is his fault. Right. Uh, but no, remember the uh, he tells him about Timmy Baderman? Yeah. Yeah. Who was Timmy Baderman? Um, the, wasn't he the... The father that like buried him, buried his son that passed away. Uh, Timmy Baderman was the son. Was the son. So Timmy Baderman was a soldier in World War Two. Who, uh, when he came home, his father buried him in the pet cemetery, or the uh, McMack burial ground. Um, and he came back, and he came back wrong. Yeah, like a zombie. Yeah, he was like a zombie, and he was like biting off people and stuff. Um. You were screaming, so they, so a f- it shows that um, Judd, when he, in his younger days, and a few of the other men from Ludlow went over there to um, basically put him down, and they burned him alive, or not, well, I guess he was already dead, but they burned him and his, <laughs> and his dad in the house. Um, you were yelling at them to get Timmy Baderman's dad out. Yeah. What? <laughs> they told him to get out. Oh, I didn't hear that part. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> you didn't hear that part? No, I didn't. No, they told him to get out, and he was like, that's my son. Oh, now I remember. Okay. Yeah. I remember now. So, you're sitting there screaming at him like, why, why aren't they helping him? Get him out. I wrote, they told him to get out. <laughs> um, so, under false pretenses of patching things up between his father-in-law and um, him... He sends uh, his wife and daughter Ellie, or his wife is Rachel and his daughter is Ellie, to Chicago with his um, in-laws to go spend there a couple days. And he says that he's going to come visit with them. He's going to meet them up in a couple days. Um, did you already know what he was up to at that point, Daniel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, he sent them away to uh, so we could go grave robbing. Um, <laughs> you're sitting there going like, no. <laughs> yeah, like don't do it. But I think just like the, um, I think he was possessed. You think he was possessed? I think um. So and <laughs> just like cause how there's just like like bad spirits and that. Right, and so that where he you know walked through the pet cemetery and then well, that other graveyard mm-hmm. earlier judd says that uh that power like it had that place has a power and it gets a hold of you i feel like it's almost um like an addiction and i think i feel like it was judd a metaphor for addiction was going through that too yeah because he didn't have to show him that other graveyard but i think mm-hmm. now that that power got a hold of him too mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense no you're right you're right and that's why judge showed him to him and that's why he apologized earlier for showing him the place in the first place yeah. Um, we're so wait, Try not to yawn. Um, <laughs> it's really late. This is, is the latest that we've This is really late. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay, uh, quarantine. Yes, yeah, it's real quarantine hours right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Ellie starts freaking out because she says she had a dream about 
Paxco. That, that, the, I just stopped. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Um, oh, that's crazy. And that she had a dream that um, her dad died, or she he died. She was basically like Pax Cow was telling him what was telling her what was gonna that, happen. Um, his dad's gonna do bad things. Yeah. Um. So it next it shows uh Lewis grave robbing. He's sitting there rationalizing his reasons as to like why he was gonna do this and like if you know. Um. If it turns out bad, like, nobody has to know. He'll put Gage back down or whatever. Uh, so he digs up Grape, or Gage, and uh, buries him in the um, McMack burial ground. Uh, where they cut back to Chicago, and Ellie is, like, freaking out. Yeah, she's, ha- she's like, hysterical. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Did you... So... <laughs> Did you think it was weird that they, uh, uh, Pascal kept showing up? Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of, like, helped, like, influencing, basically. Because, um, Rachel then all of a sudden got a feeling that she needed to get back home. Because he she was, knew. like, this... It's, like, even though he was dead, he was, like, the smartest one. Yeah. Well, he was, like, <laughs> trying whole, to... trying to help him. Well, she said... Ellie had a dream that, um... He said that he's trying to help Lewis because he, he tried to help him. And then he was there when, uh... His body discorporated. Yeah. Or his uh, soul was discorporated. So that's why he was able to help Lewis or something. I don't know. That's like a weird little thing. Uh, <laughs> Lewis just keeps getting crazier and crazier. Um, so after he buries um, Gage in the pet cemetery and Rachel's on her way home. What do you think of that lady's face when she wakes up? She has like a dream and uh, on the plane and she wakes up and she freaks out. That lady's face next to her Yeah, great. it was like... Okay, lady. And then you see Pascal, like, in another seat, just, like, chilling. Yeah. Um, He's just, like, influenced the whole thing. Um, It also mentioned that uh, she was having a really hard time getting back home. And Pascal was telling her that it was the the place is trying to stop her, basically. Because she has a flat tire, so all this stuff had go wrong. Um, So Gage comes back, but Lewis is asleep. Also, um, she calls Judd and warns him that she's coming back, and Judd knows what's going on, so he decides he's going to stay awake and, and wait for Lewis, and, but he falls asleep because um, he's an old man. Yeah. So Gage comes back. They don't show him at first. What is you? <laughs> Danielle was so worried that he was going to look like Chucky. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, this is going to happen. Yeah. Did you think that was super creepy, that whole scene when he comes back and um, – Steals the scalpel. Yeah, I'm like, that's what Chucky do. You think that's what Chucky would do is steal a scalpel? Steal anything that's a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) That can be a weapon. Yeah, I guess. Um, So it shows like a shadow of a little small child and then the hands um, going into Lewis's uh, medical bag, stealing a scalpel, and he goes to Judd's house. Um, Judd wakes up. He sees little tiny muddy footprints and... Creepy Gage is uh, trying to play with Judd. Um, what do you think of that scene, Danielle? When he was playing with Judd? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not going to be good. No. Uh, I thought immediately, like, Judd's going to die. I thought, I wrote that it was claustrophobic. I think they, mu- I feel like, I don't know if this is true or not, but, I mean, this is what it looked like, that they filmed, like, in a smaller stage for that, and everything looked claustrophobic and, like, 
It did. Tightened. Um, that's good, uh, good film lucky. Yeah. It's good. But anyway, uh, Creepy Gage kills Judd with a scalpel because... Because I'm like, oh, is he going to die? Is he not? Because, you know, Judd's pretty smart, but mm-hmm. I, I have a bad feeling. <laughs> well, Judd knew what was going on, and Judd knew that no matter what, Gage would need to be, um, well, killed again, I guess. Because um, he knew it wasn't Gage anymore. Um, but Gage got the jump on him and uh, killed him with a scalpel. Then uh, Rachel gets back. She uh, immediately goes to Judd's house because... Wait, why did she go to Judd's house? Just because she sees the cat. She hears Zelda's voice. That's right. She hears Zelda's voice. She goes into Judd's house and then she sees Zelda. Um, but really, it's Gage. Um, playing with her. Playing with her. And... <laughs> Here's one thing that like I had to like point out <laughs> So it's like Zelda at first but then she turns back into Gage. Why does Gage have a top hat and a cane? It's from that picture. He's imitating that picture from um um Rachel's parents' house. Oh, the weird picture? The weird picture I kept seeing that is such a weird picture. Okay. It's like an older lady with a top hat. Right. That's fair. <laughs> Think about it. Um, and then uh, they... You have, he kills Rachel, basically, after that. That's what happens. Rachel puts her guard down, and he kills her. Um, and then... Uh, well, Lewis wakes up. Um, through all this, I'm thinking poor Ellie, because not everybody's dead, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And she's going to, like, need a lot of therapy. She's going to need a ton of therapy. Um, Lewis wakes up. He realizes that he sees uh, little muddy fr- footprints leading to his medical bag. He realizes um, his scalpel is missing. He then realizes that he needs to um, end it, basically. So he uh, takes some uh, needles with uh, filled with morphine. Um, and, uh, well, first he gets a phone call from Gage. <laughs> No, first he gets a phone call from his in-laws. His father-in-law. Right. And then uh, telling him that Rachel make it all right. He had no idea Rachel was coming home. So he hangs up. Then he gets another phone call from Gage. And Gage tells him that he's at Judd's house and he wants to play. Um, so first he gets there. He gives um, the, cat. the cat a uh, steak or something. And then he morphines the cat. Um, and then he gets into the house, and the house looks like a swamp. Do you think that was weird? Um, it made sense because of just uh, the power of that bad spirit just took control and was like, um, was trying to, um, what am I trying to say? Trying to persuade Lewis mm-hmm. that, you know, don't come in, you mm-hmm. know, trying to stop him. Okay. Coming in, I feel that's what I thought. Okay, that's fair. Uh, so anyway, Lewis gets in. He notices that Judd is. He finds Judd's body, and then um, uh, <laughs> Gage throws Rachel's body at him from the um attic. Um. So he realizes everybody is dead. Uh. So. 
<laughs> after that, Gage jumps on him, uh, where it's not Gage anymore. It was obviously a doll. Did you notice yeah, that? It was it like obviously was yeah. <laughs> it was obviously a little doll. Um, I even wrote that obviously a doll. Um, Judd and or not Judd, Lewis and Gage have a struggle. Uh, he Lewis overpowers Gage, um, morphines him, and then uh, Gage says no fair, and then he dies. Um, from well, obviously it's I guess it's supposed to be from like a morphine overdose, uh, and then um. Lewis burns down Judd's house with uh, the bodies in them. So, <laughs> my cousin Anna and uh, had this movie when we were kids. I was talking about Pet Cemetery. Um, she had this. She had it on VHS, and for whatever reason, she thought the scene of Gage where he's like drugged out and like falls down. Um. <laughs> was hilarious i don't know why so i remember like being over her house and like i had never even seen this movie before and she was like wait i gotta show you this thing it's so funny i'm like what she's like, it's so funny i gotta show you so she fast forwards the movie to that point where gage falls down and she shows me and she's like isn't that hilarious i'm like it was a kid falling down like, i didn't think it was that funny she thought it was hysterical and was like <laughs> cracking up um i'm like maybe because i didn't have any context she literally just fast forwarded to that scene Fast forward to the VHS to that scene. It was like, he fell over. It's hilarious. Um, so he burns down Judd's house. But then you see Lewis uh, taking out Rachel's body. Um, what did you think was going to happen? At first, I'm like, okay, see coming to his senses. But he just kept going straight to the, towards the cemetery. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, nope, he's still possessed. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't think he was possessed. I think he was just like, I feel like it's, uh, like I said before, I think it's like an, like an addiction. Yeah. Like you're addicted to that place and like you think you can do better or whatever. Uh, or it's like what's, what happened before, you know, mm-hmm. Tim, Timmy? Timmy Baderman. Like it was, hap- it was like repeating itself. Right. Um, Pascal tries to like is back and he, he tries to um plead with Lewis to not do it but Lewis is rationalizing it once again that he can uh it's because he waited too long with Gage and you know Rachel just died so it'd be better um so he apparently buries Rachel in the pet cemetery and he sits at home to play solitaire by himself Rachel comes back um what did you think of Rachel when she came back it was really disgusting. I thought it was really gross, too. And my thing, too, is, like, if you, she was buried in the pet cemetery, she's supposed to come back looking half normal. At least. Like, Gage. Yeah. But I think they're kind of going for the gross out for the final scene. And then, um, Lewis sees Rachel. He goes to, like, embrace her. And she picks up a knife that's sitting on the table. And the movie ends. Did Okay, this is random. The cards. Right. I thought that was really... Odd. You thought it was odd? I thought that what he laid down was like a queen or something, and it mm-hmm. looked like Zelda. I think he laid down a jack, and here's why I, I noticed that. Uh, Did you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, but here's, here's why I noticed it was a jack, because in the, um, I was, <laughs> I was trying to see if, uh, they were going to lay down a queen of spades, 
which was what uh, he lays down in the book, at the end of the, at the book. Um, but it wasn't because I thought, <laughs> in my head, I was like, the Queen of Spades is a metaphor for uh, Rachel because um, she is, I would say, like, it's the she's a woman, obviously. And then I would, this a spade is also another term for a shovel. And that's... But that's not what he laid down, so that's why I noticed that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't think about that with the whole Zelda thing. I don't know. It, I don't know. it just... It, it was a weird... Like, they were weird-looking playing cards, right? It just looked like it was like... I don't know. I don't know why it looked like Zelda to me. Um, so we're coming up on 48 minutes. This is probably one of the longest ones we've done so far. <laughs> I don't know I was going to get through this because I was so mad. Danielle was very I don't like horror movies. She hates horror movies. Um... A lot of Ramones music in it, though. So there's Ramones. Which that made a little better. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it, it, the movie ends, and then uh, the Ramones' Pet Cemetery comes on. Um, <laughs> which I, is, do like, I do like that song. Yeah, it's a great song. Great song. Um, so, Danielle, what is the weirdest thing about this movie? Um, the Pet Cemetery, and then not just the Pet Cemetery. Mm-hmm. You know what was weird? What? Was cemetery was spelled wrong? Yeah, because it's supposed to be like kids spelled it. Okay, okay. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah, they. I mean, she Rachel says it when they first see it. She's like, "Does it say pet cemetery?" She's like, "It's misspelled," but that's what it says. Like it was obviously like misspelled. That makes sense. And then the other cemetery was it called? Um, the McMac burial ground. McMac, McMac. Mm-hmm. I kept I. Thought it kept saying they kept saying mimic, <laughs> but that was weird to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, would you ever want to watch the sequel? I've never seen the sequel. There's a sequel. They made a sequel. I was wondering to, if there. I was gonna ask you if there's a sequel. Uh, there's a sequel called Pet Cemetery Two. I've never seen it. It looks terrible. I don't think I'll ever watch it. But I guess we probably could someday if we wanted to. Um, and I would ask you about a remake, but they literally just remade the movie. Um, and I had to go see it by myself because, like I said before, Danielle hates horror movies. <laughs> yeah, I can't watch them anymore. So I went and saw it by myself one night. Um, it was how, all right. How was the remake? It was all right. Wasn't that great? I, I've, uh, after reading the book, I feel like this version is a better adaptation of the book um, than uh, the remake. It was an okay remake, though. It wasn't a terrible movie or anything. Um I think they did a really good casting choice with making John Lithgow uh, Judd, because John Lithgow is a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. So, um, even though he's like known for a lot of his comedy roles, um, he's been doing a lot of more dramatic stuff lately. Though I think I feel like because he was Winston Churchill and um, the show you like, oh, the Crown, the Crown, yeah. <laughs> Talk about John Lithgow, <laughs> Lord Farquaad. Um, <laughs> so yeah um that was pet cemetery um thanks a lot you guys for listening um follow us on instagram at what the heck danielle um it's what underscore the underscore heck underscore danielle and then uh you know look us up uh tell us if you have any suggestions for movies um yeah that's about it anything anything you want to add to daniel no. No. Thank you guys for listening. Yep. Stay at home. Wash your hands. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.